Hi, this is Sam Chan, and welcome to the Sam Chan Leadership Podcast. It is my honor to serve you, help you achieve your dreams. Let's do this together. So, uh, <laughs> a number of years ago, I was in, uh, in New York. Uh, getting ready to do a conference in Queens, actually, Long Island. And uh, the church was, is, is, uh, is built high up there. It's uh, the, the parking deck. You know, in Long Island, if you've ever been there, you know, they don't make land anymore. So you can't get parking spaces. So what this church did was they built a parking deck and put the church on top of the parking deck. It's an amazing place. 2,500-seat auditorium on top of a parking deck. So uh, uh, I'm up there in the office uh, waiting to be called down to speak. And as I was standing there, uh, I'm looking out the window. I'm looking out the window. Across the street is a house. Uh, and there's a, I see a man on a ladder painting the outside of the house. Uh, it, was, it, was, uh, uh, it was just a blank wall. Uh, he had a ladder that went all the way to the top. And so I'm just standing there watching that guy. And then he started doing something that perplexed me. He would go halfway up the ladder, go as far as he could, and then come down the ladder and move the ladder over. Now, I used to be a paint, I used to paint for a living. I don't know if you know that or not. I used to be a janitor on this campus for from 1973 to 1977. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I'll tell you stories later on. So, my job was to, to sweep the sidewalk, cut the grass, paint. You know, that's what I did. And then during the summer months when school was shut down, we didn't used to have, we didn't have summer school in those days. There was a painter who lived, you know, where the railroad uh, thing is there on the, on the bridge, the house just before that. Uh, uh, his name was Bill Booth. So he was a painter. He would give me a job every summer. So, you know, pick me up and right there, uh, go with him. And uh, so I was a painter. Did that for a living. So I know one thing. Once you are on the ladder, the last thing you want to do is what? Go up and down. Yeah. So, so, I, so I start thinking maybe this guy does not have all the utilities. So I realized that he had the paint, he had the caulking gun, he had the brush, he had the roller, he had uh, the do-rag, you know. I mean, he, he, he had a hammer to put in the nails. I mean, he had all the stuff he needed with him. So why is he going up and down? I'm standing there watching this guy across the street. And then it occurred to me why he was going up and down. He was going up and down because there was nobody there who was holding his ladder. And hence the book that you have called Who's Holding a Ladder? So that book was born in that window because I had an insight. Uh, that's my second best-selling book. Uh, my best-selling book is Leadership Pain. That is crazy. Uh, Who's Holding Ladder has become my second best-selling book. And here is the simple paradigm. I'm going to give you my thought, and then I'm going to build on that. Okay? Your ascent up the ladder 
is not de determined by the ladder or the ladder climber. It is determined by who's holding your ladder. So watch me now. Watch me now. If the ladder is your vision. Remember we talked about vision in the first. Uh, if the ladder is your vision. And you are the ladder climber. The ladder. The visionary. Your ascent up the ladder. Is not determined by your vision. It's not determined by your vision climbing skills. It is determined by the people who are doing what? Holding, Holding your ladder. The people who make it or break it for you in any organization are not the head honchos. It is the people who answer the phones. People who clean the restrooms. People who make sure that the parking lot is clean. People who, who, can, who, who do the things that nobody sees doing. You go to church. Have, have, have you ever been to church in which the sound system is not working? You can have all the anointing. And some people call it anointment. <laughs> you can have... All three show up. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy. You can have everybody there. But if that's not working, the greeters, the ushers. When I was president here at Beulah Heights and I'd have faculty meetings, I'd always say the same thing to every, every meeting. They got tired of me. I, I got me myself one song and I sang it for 15 years. Same song. And it was simply this. Nobody comes to Beulah Heights because of the president. I have never ever walk up, somebody walk up and say, I am here because you're the president. Now may they have come because they heard me speak somewhere, you know, read a book. That influence, but not because of my title of president. People come to Beulah Heights and stay at Beulah Heights because of the person who stands behind this lectern. And the people who answer the phones. And the registrar. And the financial aid. You follow me? So I can walk around saying, I'm the president. Nobody gives a rip. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. I mean, out of some exterior honor, they may say, you know, talk and so on and so forth. But they're not here because of me. And so... The question becomes, do you have ladder holders? I can hire ladder holders, but they're just employees. And there's a big difference between an employee and an owner. Somebody who takes ownership of the place. There's a big difference between people who actually have skin in the game and people who are just doing it to pick up a check at the end of two weeks or whatever that might be. So, the question is, do you have ladder holders? Do you know who your ladder holders are? And do you know if those ladder holders can take you to... Okay. Moses goes up on the mountain. He sees God. His face is shining like the sun. He 
has tablets with him, not aspirin, but tablets with him. Called the Ten Commandments. He comes down the mountain after seeing God, hearing from God. God's finger has written the Ten Commandments on stone. His face is shining because he saw God's rear end. Read your Bible. He comes down from the mountain and his ladder holder, his brother, Aaron, is having a raunchy party. Hey, I got some too. That's what's going on. Read your Bible, it tells you that. You can hear from God all you want to. Your forward progress is going to be on who's holding your ladder. So I've been doing what I do for about 30 years now. What do I do? I have no idea. <laughs> People call me and I help them. <laughs> and they pay me and so life is good. I have never been to a place where people did not know who's got to go. So I want to give you a saying and I'm going to build on that. Yeah, it's very simple. If you don't grow, you got to go. If you don't grow, you do what? Gotta, gotta go. If you don't grow, you gotta go. And everybody knows who's gotta go. So everybody knows who's gotta go. But when you, as a leader, don't make that call, this is what's going on. Because everybody knows who's gotta go. You're not the only one. Everybody knows who's gotta go. I, I was doing a, a retreat for an executive retreat for a church. And uh, they were they were talking about there were 25, 30 people in the room. And, and they were talking about some people this, some people that, some people this, some people that. So I said, okay, okay, everyone stand up, everyone stand up, stand up. I gave each one of them a little piece of paper, a little piece of paper. And I said to them, Look around this room. I think there were 25 people or so, maybe something like that. Look around this room. If there's one person you could fire, put the name on it. That's what they pay me for. Because the pastor didn't have the whatever to do it. So I picked them up. Did you know? Every one of them named the same person except for one. Everybody knows who's that stinking person at the door with an attitude. The greeter, the usher, the whoever, whatever. The salesperson, the CFO, the C, whatever, C, whatever title might be. Everybody knows that. So when you, as a leader, don't make the hard call, because the hardest calls you will ever make 
are not going to be about buildings and money and facilities. The hardest call you will ever make will be people calls. So when you don't make that tough call, this is what's going on. Everybody's wondering, does she see what we see and not doing nothing about it? What's wrong with that? Number two. Doesn't she see what we see? How come she doesn't see it? What's wrong with that? Third question. When will somebody have something about themselves to correct the situation? So whenever you don't make the tough call, at the end of the day, you are hurting your own Leadership credibility. You're hurting your own leadership credibility. Of course, they are hurting the organization. But between the people who are your ladder holders, they see you as a weak leader who does not have enough about them So when's the best time to fire somebody? I've fired thousands of people all over the world. The best time to fire somebody is the first time it goes through your mind. After that, you're looking for reasons to keep them. I have never met a CEO, a senior leader who I have fired uh, somebody. At, at one place I was working at, we fired 22 people in one afternoon. Productivity went up. <laughs> Payroll went down. <laughs> it was an amazing Holy Ghost moment. <laughs> Revival broke out. <laughs> I have never met a senior leader who fired somebody who ever regretted firing a person. However, 100% of them have the same regret. Can someone tell me what that regret is? Thank you. I didn't do this soon enough. So the, so the doctor says, but we caught it early. We could remove it all surgically. No chemo required. No radiation required. See how prayers are answered. So we can remove it all. We can remove it all. We can remove it all. Which opening are you going to take? Monday. Okay. Why Monday? Because if you wait till July, what's going to happen? It's going to spread. You got two-legged cancers walking in your organizations. And every one of you lifted your hands by saying, I know who they are. You've identified the cancer. But you've known about it. How's that working out for you? No, 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 no. No, keep it on the, on the earth here. <laughs> keep it on the earth. Keep it on the earth. <laughs> because when you have that disgruntled employee, when you have that volunteer with a bad attitude, when you have this board member who's change resistant, 
when you, you am I describing people you know? When you have these kind of people, that cancer spreads. So this is what the Bible tells us, and then let me break it down for you what the Bible says. <laughs> I'm at a Bible college, Christian college, something like that. <laughs> That's all right, bro. So the Bible says, beware of bad company, right? Uh, Paul picks up and says, flee, run from it. We think we got so much Jesus in us. We're going to overcome negativity. No, it won't happen. Let's just say we are having, what's your name, ma'am? Diane. Diane is going to be a bad example, but hang in with me, okay? Uh, so, yeah, the rest of these guys, the rest of them are fragile, but you're okay. Yeah, Diane. So, so let's just say we're having a party. We're having a good time. I mean, we are having a good time. Miss Diane walks in the room with a bad attitude. Sour. You know how people give that off? She walks in here with all of that. And we start noticing Miss Diane. What happens to our party? There are 50 of us. One person walks in. The last time you were having a staff meeting, the last time you were having a team meeting, the last time you were having a board meeting, the last time you were having a volunteer meeting. And that one person... will always overpower the 50 others. And unless you can extract that cancer out, now that's not always easily done. Because in some corporations, you've got, you know, you've got due process for everything. But start the due process. <laughs> make sure, make sure that the evaluations are not amazing. Because when you get sued, <laughs> I've been sued right here at Beulah Heights a few times. I know. But Christian folk, I've been sued right here. Listen, till you've been sued, you haven't been leading. You really find out a lot about. I'll tell you about one lawsuit. I was in my office. I had this one professor. She walked into my office to talk about something. When she was leaving, she said to me, Dr. Chen, whenever you retire, I'd like to be the president. I just, just talking. I'm, I'm talking too. So I said, yeah, never know. Could happen. So when I left from here and put Dr. Karanja in charge, I got sued for breach of promise. What? You just don't know what's sitting in front of you. <laughs> so, it's not always easy to do that. I fired a bunch of people here and other places. So I'm going to tell you the sentence. If you ever come to a place where you're going to fire somebody, I'm going to give you a sentence. Write this down. You may not write anything else down. This will save you... A lawsuit. No, it won't save a lawsuit. 
it will save you from having to pay out. Here's the sentence. When you're firing somebody, I'm going to fire Randy, okay? I call Randy in, and I say this, Randy, we're going to make some change, and I'm looking for, here are the two words, new and different leadership. Therefore, we will not be needing your services as of and the date. We're looking for what? <laughs> new and different. different. New and different. Those are the two words you got to remember. So if you fire somebody whose evaluations have been glorious, and then you fire them, you have no basis for it. You with me on that? And I can call Randy and say, Randy, man, you've been just a, such a blessing to us. You know, you've you, you worked so hard, uh, but you know, we are reorganizing and uh, we are, you, the more you talk. And Randy asks you, uh, why are you releasing? And you give an answer. That's where you get sued. Stay with your line. I'm looking for what? New and different. New and different. New and different. So, so what am I not doing? Uh, that is, I'm just looking, Randy, I'm looking for new and different. How could you do that to me? Uh, Randy, we're looking for new and different. I thought you were a Christian. Randy, I'm looking for new and different. People will not believe when I tell them, Randy, I'm looking for new and different. And you're going to, I cannot tell you all the stories I want to tell you. <laughs> but you just need to know that you may not get escalated to the level mine was escalated to. But you will have people leave your church. You'll have people who will report you to higher authorities. You'll have people put stuff out on Facebook, which is the court that everyone goes to now. The court of public opinion. Uh, they can say anything they want to on Facebook, but you can't. You with me on that? Mm -hmm. And that's why I got to learn the art of letting some fires burn out by themselves. Let fires burn out. If you speak back to it, you're giving it oxygen. Let the fire. Some fights you will win by not showing up. Just don't show up for the fight. If you're in a tug of war, if you don't pick up your side of the rope, there ain't no tug of war. And that is the hardest thing to do. When people are slamming you to walk away, but if you don't give it oxygen, it'll burn itself out. Most fires will do that. Some will leave your church, go to another church, check the tithing records, you didn't miss much. <laughs> because people who give the least have the most to say, you know, and the most to, let's check their tithing record. Then they're, they're not hurting you. You're fine. you got five extra seats now to fill in. You know, better people <laughs> who will actually be your ladder holders. So the question becomes, the question becomes, if you had to select ladder holders, 
what qualities are you looking for in those ladder holders?